eleven point one percent. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're drinking a glass of wine. It's a by little the bit way. of a beer. It's a little bit. A little bit of a beer. That's why we all have small glasses. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, into the show. Yes. Everything's plugged in. Yep. Okay. Everything's we're recording. All right. Totally gonna add that in. <laughs> no, you're no, not. I'm, okay. You live with me. Oh. <laughs> that was a threat. Oh! My name is Allison, and with me are my co-hosts, Drew. Hello, I'm the husband. The husband. Andy. I'm Andy. I'm the brother. And Chris. I, uh, hello, I, I'm new here. (laughs) (laughs) He's been here literally the whole time. (laughs) Anyway, for our third episode, we decided to cover... Ghost Watch, which was a BBC program from 1992, and I'm going to let Andy give us a synopsis. Yes, uh, Ghost Watch is a drama masquerading as a news report, much in the same vein as the uh, War of the Worlds broadcast in the 30s. Um, it starts off as a uh, special Halloween BBC investigative report. They um, go to the most haunted house in Britain and try and get a video evidence of a haunting in action. And things begin to uh, uh, go wrong. Oh, and before we get into our discussion, um, just so that everybody knows, we are going to go into full spoilers in this discussion. If you haven't seen Ghostwatch, and there's a good chance you haven't because it used to be hard to to come by, um, I highly recommend seeking it out. I know one place you can currently stream it, as of this broadcast, is through Shudder. Shudder is a horror streaming service that you can add on through Amazon Prime, or you can get a standalone subscription through their website, Shudder.com, and you can do a free trial if you don't want to commit and watch all the things you want to watch, and then cancel, which, you know, you didn't hear it from me, but that's a thing you could do. Um, If that's not available to you, you you might try uh, looking up um, and doing a Google search and seeing if you can find a video uploaded somewhere. Otherwise, it, it could be hard to find because the BBC didn't make this readily available until recently because it was quite controversial after it aired, and we'll get into why. Now, is that is that Shudder with two T's or two D's? D's. Yeah. D's? Okay, Shudder, like a ship. Oh, Shudder.com, yep. okay. And <laughs> if you do want to get Shudder, it's like five bucks a month. I mean, seriously. Yeah. And that's like the expensive. You were saying if you do it 50 bucks at a time, it's only like three bucks a month or whatever. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I, th- I think it's $5 a month if you do it monthly, and if you want to just go whole hog and get an entire year, they just charge you 50 bucks, so that makes it like four. Yeah. We're not being sponsored by Shutter, by the way. Yeah. Um, also, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the streaming services are available in other countries. I know sometimes with 
certain streaming services like Netflix and Amazon Prime, it's different depending on where you are. So have we gone international? <laughs> well, you might I'm have just, just live around the globe. Saying, we're covering, I'm, I'm we're just covering saying British that maybe, <laughs> maybe you know, maybe somebody comes across us and they're not true. from the U.S. That's true. So it, it is the World Wide Web. If it's difficult for you to find this, <laughs> I apologize. It's but the internet. You guys can figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. This is this is the program that that we enjoyed and really wanted to talk about. So we're also about it. spoilers. Um, if you've listened to the other two podcasts we've done so far, and you should know by now that if it's a pop culture reference of something that you probably should have watched already, we're going to spoil that movie for you, too. <laughs> oh, like, like Psycho? Yeah, we're going to oh. tell you the ending of every oh, every mean, movie you should have watched 20 mean, years ago. Do you mean the fact that Chewbacca is Ray's father? Oh! oh sorry. <laughs> so we have to take a drink because it's a Star Wars reference? Oh, wait, that's right. First Star Wars reference. First Star Wars reference. Oh, dear Lord. I kind of like to put a stop to that. <laughs> it can't happen. Right it can't happen. Yeah, well, they're not going to stop making Star Wars movies either. And I'm going to put a stop to that as well. But that's a discussion for another time. One of those movies is going to tank, I guarantee. So, back to the episode at hand. Andy gave us a great synopsis. Does anybody want to talk about um, their initial reactions, things that they liked, things of note? Well, I think my initial reaction was because, I mean, I knew what I was getting into the first time I watched it, as did all of us. But uh, I think I, I, it was hard for me to not, as I was watching it, constantly analyze what would I be thinking had I not known that this was fake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Had I had mm -hmm. I gone into it just thinking it was a BBC broadcast, another ghost watch, you know, like Badger Watch. But first, you've heard of Crime Watch, Hospital Watch, Badger Watch. On Halloween night, it was Ghost Watch. We'll get into Badger Watch later. <laughs> um, had I gone into it, like, I kept going back to, I think, of our parents' generation with, like, the JFK shooting or our generation when where were you on 9-11 mm -hmm. it's if i was watching that and had a thought uh, the first thing that always goes in my head when i think something might be happening is okay what am i doing now what am i going to remember about this what am i going to tell people the future about this and i don't know maybe that's just that's my my storytelling sense of it but sure. like i'm always when i'm in a moment where i think this is spectacular i automatically start like trying to record it for myself and i think that's what i would have gone had i not known what this was because it's just got enough edge on it to believe it like people did believe it because right. they did it well enough to make you believe it it may seem laughable now that we know it was all a spoof but on saturday october the 31st thousands of people weren't so sure my reaction to it was um i I, well, for one thing, I, I I am I will go on record as being sick to death of found footage, the found footage genre. Um, I'm sorry, all that paranormal. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know some people love them, but I think like all those the newer found footage films that come out and 
You can say it. You hate paranormal activity. Well, <laughs> I'm not a fan. They're, you know, they're 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 yeah, hacky. pretty boring. They're yeah. hacky and they're like the same movie again and again and again. And they've got no point where. Whereas, you know, I think Blair Witch is effective because they used crappy cameras, but. In this day and age, now it's like, oh, found footage, but they're using really, really good cameras, and 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 they'll put. I mean, they do put sound design in these things. You know, there there are right. jump scares with sound design involved, and it takes you yeah. out of the this might be real thing. But what I just appreciated about this was that it went back to its simplistic nature of it, and it's funny how the well, react- it didn't really go back because it's. That's before true. all of it's that. true. It was it's, before it's all the it proto it's found pre, it's I, pre Blair Witch. I, but I felt yeah. like yeah. I, I felt like they they knew that they couldn't do right. a musical score. They didn't push it. They didn't push that. Right. They didn't they they knew what was going to be real in, in the context of it. And so right. and they handled those little things technical errors, a transmission lost, you know, yeah. those uh those kind of things. They handled it really well. And, and uh, Definitely. I was impressed by that. And it was very entertaining. But also, all the characters involved um, were just... Um, and maybe that's due to them being already established BBC. Right. I think a lot of that was the fact that they were basically... Everyone was playing themselves except right. for a small handful right. of people. Mm-hmm. Most people at that time knew Michael Parkinson, who was the, the host of... Uh, of of the show uh everybody knew who it was so it lent some credibility but also a little bit of familiar personality you know of course i immediately love craig charles in it because he's just a fun comic relief kind of guy um so i like that you know sometimes you watch those kind of movies and they're like random college kid and you're like i don't care about any of these people right (laughs) i think i Regarding Blair Witch, I think Blair Witch was effective partially because almost nobody had done the found footage thing by the time, you know, when Blair yeah, Witch... Yeah, it really yeah. only had yeah. this and I think Cannibal Holocaust, and I yeah. don't know that there was any. There was a, like there was a well, there smaller, um, what is that one? The Last Broadcast. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, what year did that come out? Almost exactly the same year. Well, I think there was like a few but... after Cannibal Holocaust, there was kind of like a smattering right. of... Cannibal Holocaust clones, but, but were they found them, footage or were they just cannibal none of movies? them were like full on found footage. It was more of like this is a movie we made about yeah. these people and this thing that happened. They oh, right. weren't trying to pull it off as we found this footage and we're putting putting it together and this is what possibly happened. Hmm. It was more right. of like we made a movie about these horrible things. All everything predict like everything that happens in this movie is real. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like doesn't matter how fake that blood looks; it's real. Oh, and I suppose for a good uh, for context too. I mean, there weren't many shows, shows or movies that that played with that, um, that purported to be well. This this show they did say they they did try to tell people no, it's a drama, but people kind of didn't notice that and thought it was real. Right, but I the beginning, recall, yeah. But I recall in the 90s, as I just watched the other day, it was the Alien Autopsy special, where right. they, yeah. they tried to claim that that was real. And um, See, I think they if, just tried too hard with that one. Yeah. You know, the if Alien you Autopsy. Watch it today, if you watch it today, it does not hold up. 
at mm. all. Wasn't wasn't uh, number two like the main guy in that, or like he was connected to Riker from? He was, oh, he was the host. He's, he's, his name? he's like the host. Oh he's no, like, he oh, was. This, uh... Uh, Jonathan Frakes. Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. 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 He he was the host of that, and then he was the host of a, a show that was was like something fact or fiction, some kind of paranormal story. Oh, okay, like or, In Search Of. Which spun like off but, of that, I'm guessing. But not good. Like, In Search Of <laughs> is really good. Right. Maybe some people might think it's kind of slow and sleepy because it's, you know, late 70s, early right. 80s. But you've got Leonard Nimoy as the host, and there's not really any camp. It's very much straightforward, <laughs> you know, documentary-style TV. Uh, if, you, mm. if you like... If you like In Search Of, I would definitely urge you to check out, I think it's, is it Chariots of the Gods? Oh, yeah, I've with, seen with that. With William Shatner, and it's William Shatner, like, with leather pantsuits, and, like, what, like... Talking about ancient aliens? Gigantic, yeah, yeah gigantic It's, it's pre-ancient aliens, ancient aliens, no, with no. William Shatner. What's, what's going on? This thing. It's, it's, it's so good it's it's vintage shatner and it's great like just weird ancient aliens stuff. have you ever been in footage. the, the yeah. vegan metal bar in the lloyd district called blackwater which will matter yes. to no one outside of portland yes um, blackwater oh, wait, if you're playing along a, that's a drink for a portland reference they have yeah. a giant poster from chariots of the gods oh, oh yeah oh, I never noticed love, it. yeah that oh, bar is super wow. fun but yeah, they have that good in there. Good food and good and shows. El- good Elvira shows. Pinball. Yeah, yeah. Good shows, good pinball. Awesome micheladas if you're into beer with tomato juice. So. And a VHS swap hmm. night. Oh, yeah. They do them. like VHS swap nights. That's right. Yeah. Blackwater your... Bar. They're not necessarily always open during the hours they say they're going to be open, but check it out. Yeah, <laughs> if you're in Portland. If you're in Portland, Blackwater. Blackwater. <laughs> That's our advertising. Now we need to get yeah, paid I need at least a free beer for yeah, that. Our, our five <laughs> listeners will be like, what? What is this? Anyway, um, yeah, okay, so I, I was going to give a little bit more background about this um, as we get into our discussion about why this was so controversial. So the BBC originally aired this on October 31st of 1992 on BBC Channel 1. And it was at 9.25 p.m., according to what I read, um, which was important because after 9 p.m. was considered the, you know, no longer family-friendly hour. So something like this could be Were they called the aired. watershed? Uh, I think so. They were referring mm-hmm. to it as the watershed hour. So it was basically, you know, later night, more adult-oriented TV. Which they even referenced, like, halfway through the film. When they have yeah, like, why are your a kids false caller that's <laughs> oh, yeah. complaining about her kids being scared. He's like, ma'am, it is during the watershed. Your children should be in bed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Of course, it was the 90s. I don't feel like a lot of people are probably uh, listening to that watershed. Well, I think I read, I, I read just a little bit ago that some of the some of the people on the show had been on more family friendly oh yeah there was like i think the the woman was like on a children's show or something sarah green yeah yeah yeah. so i think they were sort of like oh sarah green's on it it's fine it's it's for kids well the other thing so i should mention that the two main people that you're seeing on the show are well there was a third there was a um, third actress who was playing the doctor who you see a lot of but the two main people who are presenting this are uh, Michael Parkinson, and Michael Parkinson was a BBC regular as far as on programming like this, and it was actually, he was actually a presenter on Real News. 
Um, and then Sarah Green, also someone who is a figurehead on BBC, on the BBC networks, and she was recognizable. So people are watching people they know portray themselves and in this fictional, in fictional situation surrounded by actors. They had an actor playing a, a psychologist who was a parapsychologist who had been working with the family um, that they're featuring for this investigation, um, the early family. And so uh, I was reading some stuff on IMDb and they had a trivia note that apparently the actress whose uh, name I neglected to write down, but the actress who plays the doctor was apparently friends with uh, Dame Judy Dench, and oh. she called her immediately after the broadcast to tell her that she'd ruined the program for her because once she saw her, she knew it was a hoax. Oh! oh. <laughs> yeah, so that's Poor a fun... Dame Duty, Judy Dench. <laughs> that's a fun, a fun anecdote. <laughs> she didn't get a V on it. <laughs> when they also had a actual telephone line that worked um, that you could call the BBC while the program was on to report ghost stories or call in and ask about the program. And they were getting flooded with calls as this program went on because people were getting freaked out and wanting to know if this was real. So there were Telephone people... number 08181881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881881
I was 12 when this aired. And sorry um, if we're making fun of serious things from your guys' childhood. What, oh, Badger, Badger Watch. Badger Watch? <laughs> <laughs> How is that not hilarious? <laughs> no, they, they had so they had other shows where they did special features, you know, Crime Watch, and I don't know what they had, like, other watch, yeah. Hospital Watch, Hospital Watch, you know, it's kind of like Dateline watch. here, where they would do Dateline NBC, That's right, blah blah yeah. blah. So it would have been like Very if Dateline like did a ghost hunt, is basically. But apparently they did one called Badger Watch, and somebody looked that up, right? Yes, but, it was okay. um, um because I really it was I was watching it again earlier today, and I was like. And you've heard of Badger Watch. Badger Watch was that <laughs> anywhere near? Was that anywhere near as controversial as <laughs> Bloody Badges? But uh, uh, no. Apparently, it was a in 1977. The BBC had set up some hidden cameras and and that would just look in on a badger den, and so it would they would tune in at night and show you what was going on with the, uh, these badgers. Yeah, and apparently it was very, very... Uh, I would watch it. Yeah. I probably would yeah. too. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. If there was a YouTube channel that just aired, or like a live feed that aired yeah. nightly well, of just I mean, watching badgers. Was, uh, what they said was it was very influential in um, uh, nature films and just the idea of animal planet and those kind of things were sure. sort of like it, it led to meerkat manor yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably it yeah probably totally. really did which is unbelievably fascinating so now i've got to check that out oh yeah i mean full disclosure three days ago i watched an entire video that was posted to youtube for cats it was birds and oh, small mammals right. eating eating at like a little feeder. She was obsessed with this one orange bird. He had a very good personality, I'll give you that. I think he he was attracted to the reflection of himself in the camera. He had the best And he poses. kept giving himself attitude. So he was really, really fun to watch. I, I think he might have been a type of robin. It was filmed over in the UK, so it's different species yeah. than we usually see at our Should there be a link here. to that in the post as well? Oh, to the, to the cat video? <laughs> the I, I don't know. We don't want to... We don't make the show, show notes into a novel. Right. Um, Too much homework. And, endless YouTube videos for everyone to watch. Oh, you can do man. their own YouTube browsing. Hit your own rabbit hole. So, <laughs> another thing I came across when I was reading about this was that uh, one of the writers... Um, I believe it was uh, Stephen Volk mm-hmm. uh, had had been quoted as saying he was inspired by the Enfield poltergeist that happened in the UK in the 1970s and uh, resulted in one of the Conjuring movies that came out in the last few years. I believe the second Conjuring movie, which I have not seen yet, um, is sort of a dramatic dramatization. I can't talk. Um, a dramatic retelling of that story involving. Uh, famous paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren and I've heard different reports about what went on there and it sounds very similar to what they're depicting in Ghost Watch. There's hmm. young girls involved and oftentimes with poltergeists the lore is that they're attracted to the energy that kids give off when they're going through the turbulence of adolescence, especially females. I don't, Puberty. Yeah. yeah, I mean, right. there's a part of me that really wants to roll my eyes at that. Troubled teen girls. You know, I, I like to keep an open mind, but that that tidbit and that, mm-hmm. that common factor that comes up, it always has made me think, I don't know, it seems a little sexist to me. Like, oh, watch out for those girls turning into women. It's, evil, evil is attracted it's, to it's, that. It's, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that. I just watched uh, a TV show not too long ago with one of my friends, where the central theme is that uh, pubescent teenage girls can become like great crime fighters and warriors because 
the emotional fluctuation they go through grants them superpowers. <laughs> Which, well, you know, it, I don't know about the superpowers, but I recall yeah. the intense desire to murder at that mm-hmm, age. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's, I had it's quilt desires to murder yes. at that age as well. I See, think there you go. No, but I think to do with what gender you are. I think the poltergeist and demonic energy is attracted to, you know, adolescent girls is is hogwash. Smash the patriotic state. Mm-hmm. Patriotic? Patriotic. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, patriotic. smash the patri- hey, you're patriotic state. You're on a list now. Go, go, ahead. Yeah. No. go ahead and do that Our podcast has yeah. just been flagged. Mm. Thanks. Oh, I'll hail Trump. So I just looked up, no. uh, <laughs> I just looked up uh, Stephen Wolf. His, his other previous work that he had done, and I don't know if you've seen the movie Gothic with Julian Sands and oh, Gabriel Byrne. It's about, yeah. it's about Percy Shelley. It's, it's, the, mm-hmm. it's the, the night with, uh, uh, I forget what they call he wrote, it. He wrote that? Uh, he wrote the screenplay. Okay, it's a Ken, and it's a Ken Russell a movie. Ken Russell movie. Yeah. It's about uh, um, Percy Shelley and Mary Shelley and Lord Byron and all of them. Uh, okay, together yeah. in a big house and, and challenging each other to write scary stories. And Wait. it's rumored to be that kind of the impetus for Mary Shelley writing Ray Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah. The we movie Gothic, though, it. is... It's a very no, I think weird movie. I think you came home while I was watching it. Well, yeah, I just remember the whole scene of them all together in a room and mm-hmm. then... Mary Shelley well, and there going was, into... There was that weird doll, the, the animatronic doll... Anyway, yes. I mean, it's yeah. it's not really what we're what we're covering, but it's it's definitely that's really interesting. I didn't know that he wrote that. I, yeah, I didn't realize that either. But um, it's a very weird movie. That's a good one, worth a watch too. You know, if you're. Well, Ken Ken Russell's always an interesting Ken Russell, time. Yeah. Especially, I mean, if you like horror and strangeness. Um, <laughs> Emphasis on the strangeness when it comes to Ken Russell. Lair, yeah. the, Lair of the White Worm. Oh, I love Lair of the White Worm. <laughs> so good. That's snakes and nuts. So they made they made up the um, the location of the townhouse that's experiencing the hauntings. They called it Fox Hill Drive, but there is no such place. I tried looking that up to see if. If the house was, if, mm-hmm. it, if it gets visitors or if somebody bought it or something, I can't find. Well, I'm guessing it was a real house, though. It wasn't like a oh, yeah. stage. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely real. It's definitely not yeah. a set, but it's a, uh, so I wonder if it's, um. But yeah, somebody's got to live in that house, right? Yeah, now. but you yeah. couldn't say a real address because then weirdos would show <laughs> right. up outside the house. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot of places well, although, that people know the actual address of the filming location. And, and sometimes those yeah, stuff, sometimes that stuff set. goes by and people have no idea. Like when um, the house that Sid Barrett lived in, Sid Barrett of Pink mm-hmm, Floyd, mm-hmm. when he died, a French couple bought his house and had no idea oh. where he was. Well, also filming locations, though, you have to be careful with, because, I mean, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. the people that currently own the Goonies house in Astoria, definitely, they, they have them. a big get-off-my-lawn world sign, because they've been harassed like, Please so respect the space, you know, mm-hmm. like, make your don't come on, Don't come onto basically. our property, yeah. and don't take pictures through our got, windows. Yeah, they got disrespected, so they're like, nope. Everyone out of the pool. That's too bad. Get off my lawn. Somebody ruined it. Yeah. Here's yeah. here's a thought for you guys. Uh, you know how you know how places become haunted when somebody dies terribly or something in a place, mm-hmm. right? It, it leaves that's that's the theory anyway. You sure. Leave their energy there. 
can a place become haunted if enough people think it's haunted? You sure. know, like like everyone sees this house and they're like, oh, that place is haunted. I saw it on TV so and like somebody. A, a I think that would make a, a really good haunting. story idea. That sounds, that sounds like a good plotline yeah, to Yeah, it really like would. Yeah, the wow. Energy of a horrible experience can be left on a certain space. Yeah. Then I feel like the energy of collective thought yeah. could be left on so a this, space just this, the same. Th this house from this episode, if it wasn't haunted before, it's, it's definitely haunted right, now. Right, sure. So, uh, <laughs> listeners, of the listeners of the podcast, don't take our idea or we'll sue you. Wow. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But that is a great idea for us. Hmm. All the possibility. <laughs> All right. Drew, Drew's making weird patriotic anti-patriotism <laughs> statements uh, or threatening the listeners. That's the third episode. Now it's controversial. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. Well, yeah. you got to throw some controversy in to get all the listeners in. That's true. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. We're going to well, be on ABC in no time. Oh, God. <laughs> ABC, which in elementary school stood for already been chewed in reference mm, to gum. Yum. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. Hurts so, so we were talking a little bit earlier about uh, the actor Craig Charles, who's in this. He plays when is he is he a new also a newscaster? He's I outside see, reporting. He they don't let him he's inside really. He's a very <laughs> He's out there. I guess he's yeah. He's really funny though. He's kind of just he's corny. The he's another person there, and then he's talking to well. So I guess he's also talking to the extras that are outside. Yeah. Right. Interested he's in what's the going man on. on the street. Yeah, they're giving the trick or treaters. I, I guess right. that's it. Um, I like he pushes a trick or treater out of the way. Get out of here, kid. So, so I guess that must have been it, though. I wonder if, as they were writing it, as they were writing the the, the teleplay for this, I'm sure they probably were like, we've gotta get get some humor into this. Right. Why don't we get? Why don't we get? Craig Charles or, or somebody to, to come in and just ca just to kind of um, play some practical jokes yeah. and that sort of thing. That, that is something I made a note of, actually. I they Humor can be used to relieve attention in horror movies a lot, and I thought that oh, they yeah. used him very effectively here, because every time things start to get a little heavy in the house, like, and we're cutting back to Craig Charles, they that's did. all right. He's yeah. going yeah. yeah. to talk to some folks, and they're going to go tell a scary story outside. Well, and very, you know, early, very early on, he, there's sort of, uh, there's that false scare. I think that's it, too. He's like, the first kind jump of like, scare. He's he the first <laughs> jump scare in it, where it's sort of but like... a silly guy. If it, if it were a real horror movie, he'd die first. Uh, right, well, and, and, and the, the, the it starts off very early, and they say, well, let's look around here. Let's go. Oh, do you hear that? Do you hear that noise? And 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 it's way too early in the show for that. Right, yeah. right, right. But but they're already they get you interested. And then Craig Charles jumps out in a monster mask. But the best is then he says to um, this is Sarah Sarah Green. He he says, "I had a bet with your husband that we could get a uh, we could get a four letter, a four -letter word, word out of you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. He, he looked really familiar to me, and it was bugging me, so I had to look him up, and he was on Red Dwarf, so... Huh. If anybody out there's a Red Dwarf fan... I guess he still does stand-up, too, so... Craig Charles, you've earned some new fans. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I, I, the whole time I kept trying to figure out if he was a legitimate Chicago Bears fan, or oh. if that was his Halloween costume. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you know what? Like, it could be a Halloween costume in Britain. Like, I'm gonna dress up as an American football fan. <laughs> okay, <laughs> apologies for the horrible <laughs> imitations of accents. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chim Chimini Charu, <laughs> hey? I'm just gonna... Oh, I'm no. just gonna... 
I, I was going to mention that earlier. I apologize to our listeners across the pond. Every time I do that, it will devolve to Bill Sykes. So I'm sorry. <laughs> See, my British accent is just me in, impersonating Conan O'Brien, impersonating oh, oh. <laughs> uh, Dick Van Dyke. You're right. uh, oh, good. From Mary Poppins. <laughs> to, to yeah. Doug, yeah, Dick Van Dyke's or, horrible, horrible. Dodger. Yeah. Thing. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, anyway, um, <laughs> no, 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 that's all, it's all good. Um, we love you, Britain. I thought we should talk about the ghost doing the haunting, Mr. Pipes. Pipes. Mr. Pipes. Yeah. And he's um, named what? Pipes because he rattles Pipes, right? Is that what the... Well, yeah. because the mother told the children when he first started making noises, don't worry, that's just Pipes. And mm. so the children, because they were younger at the time, just started just calling him Pipes. Yeah, such but he make he he'd make loud name. thumping noises like old plumbing. Right, like yeah. old pipes. Which I've heard old pipes make that thumping, and yeah, it's, it's terrifying. It's unsettling. It really is. Well, so the first time Allison and I ever watched this, we were living in a 1920s apartment and close to downtown oh, yeah. Portland, and we had old pipes that would make those noises so and apparently one of the units was haunted but our maintenance guy wouldn't tell us which one <laughs> yeah we had a maintenance guy that really loved to put on the the the, the scare of things huh. and everyone's out to get him all the time mm. he's a great guy we loved him uh yeah and then he'd always tell us one story over and over again because i think it was one of his favorites of how he was taking down some old plaster and there was blood stains on the wall oh no no and you know in a building that old it's possible and supposedly there was a serial killer that lived there for a bit in like the 60s or something yeah or 70s 60s 70s yeah Something at one point. I lived in a uh, I lived in a converted hotel downtown for all, I think from the the twenties or something. Yeah. And uh, and I would wake up, I would wake up with like little scratches, just like as you'll see with the uh, the daughter in in this in Ghost Watch. She, she'll have these little scratch. She gets these little scratches from the ghost, and so I would wake up with these like little scratches on my arms. And at the time, I didn't own any cats or yeah. any pets and I would wake up these scratches and I always assumed it was a ghost and it was really cool until then someone <laughs> says Not oh so you know what I bet it's rats and I, that made me feel oh. so much better <laughs> yeah. thank you now you're not worried about anything. Not worried about anything at all. Yeah. You're better head. off with ghosts. <laughs> you're like, no, no, I'm no. cool with the poultry guys. They're just trying to get my attention. Ghosts are totally fine. Rats are going to give me the plague. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Good. So, um, what about Mr. Pipes are we talking about? Already? So, well, I just thought one of the things I noticed is is how I think what's what creeped me out the most the first time I saw this was how subdued the story is for the most part. And it's, you know, there's not a ton of action in this because Subtle. it's investigative reporting. But they're telling you these stories. And, you know, people are telling ghost stories, but people are also calling in with background information about the townhouse where all this is taking place in the neighborhood where mm -hmm, this is taking mm -hmm. place. And they're telling you these horrible things <laughs> right? in a really polite, well-mannered tone, you yeah. know? They're just very matter-of-fact. Oh, well, you know, there was this woman, and she, what did they call her? The child farmer or yeah. something? Yeah. Oh. That she used to have a bunch of what kids her in her name? care. Write, write that down. I forget her I didn't. name. Uh, 
I guess child child farming is a practice of people saying going to like orphanages and being like, oh, I'll take that oh, kid sure. if you pay me money. And right. so like, yeah, yeah. You well, people still do it. Foster, foster, yeah, yeah. And so in this story, they're saying you know that she's she would occasionally drown one, and that she was this really wretched woman, and that she was rumored she to was have like lived the in the man. area. Yeah, like it was um like the Cropsy myth over right. on the East Coast, you know. Mm-hmm. That but she, she was the boogeyman for the neighborhood. So they were they were elaborating on the story and more information was coming in and then, you know, it sounds like there was a person who lived in the apartment who wasn't mentally well, who was possessed by this woman, it sounds like. And then he kills himself and then becomes the ghost that is Pipes. Mm-hmm. And um they after we saw this for the first time, I looked at more more things about this, and they had some concept photos. You never really see pipes for more than just you know brief flashes, just enough to subtly you know give well, you the goosebumps. Well, he's always and kind of like superimposed too, mm-hmm. so you never really see a full. But they on had pipes. actual photos of this is what we're working from right. with an actor all in makeup, and it's really uh, it, unsettling. Right, I think it's on. I think it's on Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. post. I'll post a picture of that as well, so people the can see good, it. Yeah, it because even if you yeah. watch the program, you're not going to see the full detail. Right. Yeah. Basically, you have to see their production notes to understand what pipes really, really looks but like. But it's so unsettling. And the first time we watched this, which was a few years ago, um, I can't even remember. I heard about this, and I thought, oh, I really want to see this. And so we we watched it, Drew and I, and then that night in our 1920s apartment, my side of the bed had floor-to-ceiling curtains on it, and there's, you know, scenes with pipes kind of lingering by the (laughs) curtains. In the curtains. And I'm laying there, and there's a little bit of light from the streetlights kind of filtering it, and I'm thinking... Why the hell did we watch this? <laughs> oh or at least God. why did we watch it something right before is gonna mater- yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, something is going to materialize by these curtains, and I was cursing myself, like, why did you do that to yourself? And I was surprised because I didn't really think that a BBC production from 1992 was really going to get under my skin, and it really it snuck up on me. Well, I think it's, it goes back to that... Um don't reveal too much and oh and, yeah let and, the mind uh, do its own thing yeah know? well i I'd, I'd like to pop back from what you're saying there to um that bite back that's what it's called right bite, oh that, the back. talk show the yeah. talk show where there was one woman that who was very insistent on how they were malicious and horrible <laughs> and how they were just luring people in and like they were intending them to not think which they were they were intending them to you know think it was real but like if you think about all the best ghost stories and like horror movies and things mm-hmm. they're the ones that after you watch it your head is a little bit askew and you're still thinking like wait a minute is that real? Is that not real? Is, is it is possible? Some, right, is yeah. it possible? Was this based on a true story? Wait, is <laughs> yeah. there really a man with a hook out in the woods right now? Right. Am I going to be able to sleep in my, my sleeping bag? It's kind of like, like any of those like horror movies where like you get to the end and somebody comes out and says, oh, blah, 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 and explains the whole story, you know, and, and then it no longer becomes scary. Oh, the, ex- right. the, the exposition. Exposition, yeah, the exactly, yeah. We were watching something last night where that happened. Um, but yeah, that, that honestly what that oh. makes makes me think of is <laughs> true just remember the movie. weird thing we watched last night. Had uh, Dorfin. Oh no. 
no, 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 not that like, movie. Oh. Different movie. We watched two horrible movies oh. last night. I was thinking <laughs> of the Samurai Ghost. Oh, movie. that was also horrible. <laughs> we watch a lot of horrible movies. <laughs> we really, really do. Oh, that could be a different podcast. Yeah. Mm. And back to this podcast. Weird things we watch on spell horrible without horror. Channel. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but what it makes me what makes me think of what you're saying is makes me think of um how. The story of Ed Gein was actually, you know, incredibly horrific, and it spawned all these major horror movies, right. and people took different aspects and ran with it and embellished, because you get Texas Chainsaw Massacre out of aspects of that, and you get um, Psycho. Psycho, and um, oh, there was another one, I'm totally forgetting it now, but Psycho and, and Texas, Chain Massacre, or Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think, were the two main ones. Oh, there's um, another one called Deranged, which I highly recommend. Okay. Yeah. That's also... From about the 70s. Well, and, and, like, you know, there were things that he did that were far more horrific than ever ends up in Psycho, and, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre doesn't... They imply things, but they don't show it. And mm -hmm. so sometimes when you hear a story like this that's a fictional story, you do kind of wonder, was there some darker weirder truth because sometimes the truth is just stranger oh, yeah. fiction so i don't know that's just what what that made me think of mm -hmm. and i also think it's really interesting i mean obviously they were inspired by war of the worlds because this really has a war of the worlds feel and format mm -hmm. to it the way the story's paced and the way it just goes kind of balls to the wall at the end it, it really goes off the rails <laughs> it's crazy well and they use the format too the format of hooking you in by making you not necessarily watch the very beginning and pay yeah, attention you get, to get the, a little bored you don't like, pay attention to the disclaimer because you're just like oh right. what's this thing all about and yeah. Oh, what was that? Oh, I don't, I don't care. Because you don't really get hooked in until the action happens. And by that time, you forgot everything you watched before that. Yeah. Well, and the other good thing that, that it does, I made a note, was that it does that gray misdirection about midway through where they talk about the banging pipes and everything. And, and then at the one point, you see one of the daughters... Oh right. Yeah. And like, oh, it's so completely it's so, debunked. Right, yeah. and then you watch it, and and then it's like, oh, the daughter's been doing this the whole time, and and that's what this is, and the and and Michael Parkinson just kind of like lets him guard, and he's like, oh well, th th this is exactly what's going on. This is just a teenage daughter. They're trying to be famous, and right. um, and so I imagine people watching at home. That makes it seem so much more believable. Right, right. exactly. Because then you say, well, and, and I made a note, I thought, I thought, did some people just shut it off at that point and be like, oh, this is all BS? Or, yeah, or, I bet maybe. But, but then again, you know, there's the, there's a certain schadenfreude in people getting caught for... Oh, yeah, because right after that, what, what's yeah. his name, the main guy? Michael yeah. Parkins. Michael Parkins, like, starts like interrogating the young girl right after that right so yeah. then it becomes like this we have to watch this this older yeah. man just yeah. berating this teenager <laughs> it, it, like he's well, just letting loose and on people sometimes yeah. want to gang up on him right oh yeah yeah well he was everyone that was duped before that moment is probably feeling the same anger and like wanting to be mad at this girl for duping them yeah already. yeah yeah, yeah. So, Which also explains then the the, the people the, the people in real life that were so angry at the BBC right. because oh, yeah. they've been had. Right. Well, and this is exactly what happened 
for War of the Worlds when they had the broadcast. Although, I've heard varying reports, and because it was so long ago, you know, unless you're really researching it in depth, which I haven't, or you were there, you don't really know how many people actually freaked out and believed this, you know, that aliens were actually invading during the um, the Orson Welles broadcast. Mm. But um, people were really angry, and Orson Welles, you know, later made a comment about, oh, well, this was just a Halloween prank. But they did have a disclaimer at the beginning, which right. if you tuned into the radio program after it started, you, you missed that message. Right. But um, One man shot a water tower. But it was patterned after, you know, real news broadcasts in the day. They were going for realism. They were going to trick people, you know. But that's kind of the spirit of Halloween. Right. And, you know, it just seems like people complain if it's too unbelievable, but then you kind of, right, you know, between right. a rock and a hard place, if it's too believable, then you're in trouble because, oh my gosh, you guys totally tricked us and, you know, you guys are, you know, charlatans and hucksters I mean, and how dare you. What do they want to scroll across the bottom? This is all fake. Because well, yeah. <laughs> that would ruin the ambiance yeah. right yeah, away. Get, well, yeah. And you have to remember, this was also pre-reality television. Right. The, For the most part, there yeah. was yeah, there, was the, the, there wasn't even Survivor there. out when this when uh, this came out. This, this is a better time. Yeah, there was, <laughs> but, but there was there was no Ghost Hunters, there was no Paranormal State, there was no MTV oh, Sphere, no. none of that stuff had happened there's, yet. Well, and there's no there's no internet for people to get on the internet and to kind of like discuss it Start, or just yeah. Google to Google it. Yeah, Google exactly. the address. <laughs> and that's, that 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 is one thing that I was thinking about because when I when I first watched this, uh, I was thinking about you know War of the Worlds and this and I was like well could it happen again here what would give it credibility and I was like if you got a couple of fairly trusted personalities you know like maybe a major politician or Anderson Cooper or somebody and you got them on a on an internet platform like Twitter or YouTube and they were doing something like this where like you know oh we're, we're doing this investigative piece on you know we're gonna look into this terrorist cell or something mm. they get in the terrorist cell and they're like oh no these terrorists have been performing satanic rites or something and you're <laughs> like people would eat that shit up or if they went to that, remember years ago there was things circulating around the internet about how there was a big crack in the earth somewhere, and it was always in a foreign country, it's like oh, different locations at different right. times, but you're and supposed to be able to hear the, the sounds of hell, into hell. Yeah. so that you could hear yeah. sounds and stuff. I, you could take a concept like that and you could make a story like this. I, I was working with some... And make it like a viral video. Some yeah. younger, oh, yeah. younger people at the time that that crack in the earth thing was coming out and there was a couple of them that would not let me explain to them that it wasn't real. They're like, no, they found this thing. I'm like, you guys, what, it's, it's a video on the internet? Has yeah. it been on TV? Has, has, Ooh, yeah, has yeah. somebody credible come out and said what's going on over here? Like, well, no, but I mean, it's that's because they just don't know about it yet. I'm like, they know about it. <laughs> it's like that, yeah. did, that didn't happen, and the main news organizations have no idea. Well, and yet. When you have, but, but then uh, when you have access to a large amount of information and you have the online community of people that one person sees, because I remember what was that? It was it was actually audio from a horror movie. Uh-huh. It was, they say, oh, oh they you can hear people screaming in hell, but it was it was audio from a movie. They were able to recognize it. Yeah, like, yeah. Someone's like, oh, I've seen that movie. Yeah, yeah, no, that sound is from that. But then when you look back at Ghostwatch, then... They didn't have that access. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, um, a, a really great companion piece to this 
is um, if anybody out there's ever heard of the show Radio Lab, it's a podcast put out mm-hmm. by um, by the Public Broadcasting Network, and it's it's usually kind of science and social science based. And early in their first, I want to say it's in their third season. Um, I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes. They did an episode dedicated to War of the Worlds, and they asked that same question, could it happen again? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, I think the episode originally aired in in 2005, so it's a little bit dated, but they did a great interview with one of the creators of the Blair Witch Project, and they talked about the whole phenomenon of people being tricked, partially because they want to be. They want to get sucked into the story. Mm -hmm. And they talk about the original broadcast, and then they talk about subsequent... um, airings of the broadcast at later dates, you know, decades later, both in the U.S. and in different countries, and they tell a really great story about how there was a broadcast, I think in the 50s, in um, Ecuador, I believe. Yeah, they they did it again. And and it ended up in, actually, some people, um, during the broadcast, I don't know if anybody was actually injured, but when they found out it was a hoax, and that the government had dispatched armies to go fight um, either space invaders or you know invaders from another country, whatever they thought was going on. Um, it's been a little while since I listened to the episode, but they talk about how once people found out that it was a hoax, they set the radio station building on fire, and so it oh, led wow. to riots and yeah. some people died. Yeah, there was some um, unrest. So it's a really interesting story, and to just think that this you know keep keeps happening, and also you know it's kind of fun to hear about the different versions of the War of the Worlds that happened, but. I was just sort of astounded to think that a program in 1992 could have this type of effect. And I almost, from what I've read about Ghostwatch, it almost sounds like, you know, because at this point in time, more people had televisions and access to this program, Mm -hmm. a lot more people were duped by this than ever were by War of the Worlds. So this probably is like the king of hoax (laughs) programs, you know, and, and it, um, it, caused a lot of rage and I've read varying reports nothing I can substantiate but there were stories that you know some women prematurely went into labor um there was a suicide blamed on this program Mm -hmm. um several people uh were extremely emotionally distressed and angry and um and IMDb trivia, what was it they said about... Uh, oh, it's the, it's the first show that is documented as having caused post-traumatic stress disorder <laughs> in its viewers in the UK. Oh, in children. In children, yeah. in children, yeah. yeah. so, you know, I guess the watershed didn't work. Um, <laughs> Which, yeah. I mean, I would I, I would lay that squarely at a parent at the parents' feet, you know. Right. Sure. <laughs> well, when I... Should have the kids to bed. Yeah. I would have been... I, I was 12 Or turned when off the out. TV and mm-hmm. been like, all right... We'll find out about it tomorrow. If I had seen this as a 12-year-old, I'm pretty sure Dad would have walked in and said, oh, this is totally fake, you know. I mean, he, he loved Halloween. He absolutely Halloween, would have. And yeah. still does. But he um, but he would have, he would have probably, ex- I would have gotten freaked out and he probably would have explained to me and said, you know, this isn't, if it had been our, our national newscasters or people we were familiar with, you know, like, it's Dan Rather and he's playing a Halloween prank or, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. Walter Cronkite <laughs> You know, he's just, I love to D- see Diane that. Sawyer did not get eaten by a murderous ghost. <laughs> so, so for but the, I still would have been a little traumatized. For the, for the listeners playing the drinking game, does that count as a dad's story or? 
No, it's not something that, <laughs> that actually just a, happened. A note of dad. Well, you know, he would have been the person, he would have been the adult in charge in this right. scenario well, where I, think, yeah, I would have been this, exposed to this. Had this aired in, in the U.S., I think it would have been a similar thing with, with uh, me and my dad as well. We probably oh, yeah. would have watched it with a lot of interest. Mm -hmm. and, and my dad would have... My dad would have caught on very, right. yeah. very yeah. good at critical thinking to say like, right, right. no, this is uh, now watch, this is gonna happen, you know. Yeah, and and and, and, and towards the end when it really gets gets going, you're oh, like, whoa, yeah. come right. on, yeah. Because at that There's point, no way they'd there still be, be filming or yeah. doing anything at that point. Still they'd be, be like, all right, cut. They, they would pull that rug. Right. They yeah. they go to the the Pawnee cut of raccoons and the mechanics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Technical difficulties. Is there a t-shirt with that with image, the, the raccoons? The technical difficulties with the raccoons the taking apart the... And the broken wires. Uh, I don't know, I, that's a great image, though. Parks and Rec t-shirt with that on it. Uh, oh, good. So, um, I want to jump back real quick since we already got sidetracked. Um, we were talking about the original, the War of the Worlds one. I've actually driven through the city that the Martian attack happened in. Oh. oh. And so it... It's what, was a, name, what was the name of it? Was, I forget. Okay. Um, but it's a farming community, and when we were driving around, it was pretty sparse as far as... Like, it's like little neighborhoods here and there, and then farms. And, like, the neighborhoods that were here and there were, like, 1950s, 1960s, like, ranch homes, you know? Oh. So none of that was even there. It was just farm... And then a house, and then a farm, and then a house. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, the the idea that that was where it was happening, there wasn't that many people that could, like, tell people, like, oh, no, no, it's not really happening here. Oh, right. And there was the incident where the, there was one guy that was actually in that, you know, community that shot at a water tower because that's... You know, that's kind of how they described it. Oh, like yeah, the yeah. Things yeah. with long legs coming down. Yeah, yeah. So as there, tall it's, as a tree. It's and... dark, and, you know, there's... Back then, there was no street lights or anything going on. Right. So he was out there in the dark, and he saw a shadowy figure, and he started shooting at the water tower. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I can totally see how, you know... Back then, it was really easy to dupe the misinformation, you know. Yeah, well, and nobody could say anything. And, about and it. we and we can't downplay. There are still a lot of people that believe in ghosts and spirits and stuff. And you know, if you're if you start to have documented evidence, just like here, you know, that's that's all people need. Right. You just so. need a little bit of speculation. Yeah. Well, yeah. There it is. I think a lot of us, you know, fall into a category. I definitely do, where. You're highly skeptical during the day, but when you're alone in the dark in a creepy place, oh yeah, you become a believer. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. You know, it's in there. It's in the primal, primal fears deep down. We don't oh, yeah. understand what death is. We don't know what happens. And if you think there's any evidence of it, it must be terrifying and well, natural. And that tingle in the spine comes from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's it's one of my favorites. That's William is... Castle. Any time, oh, that's a different tingle. Anytime um, I watch uh, arachnophobia with anybody, oh. I instantly go back to 13-year-old me and a large group of friends, and the first thing you want to do is tickle somebody's head. Yeah. <laughs> because arachnophobia is such a hard movie to watch. And not anything that moves that you're not expecting to move that touches you is instantly a spider. Yep. You know? You know there's no giant spiders in the room. The second you feel a little tingle, 
I have to wonder about, uh, you know, the, the conspiracy theorist in me. Uh, it's interesting to see then with the War of the Worlds thing going on and and then Ghost Watch and these, these sort of hoaxes and then to mm-hmm. see how the public at large reacts to it, how that goes hand in hand with... Um, you when when people in power then see the power of the medium that the people get their information oh, from. Oh, the suggestion oh, of the yeah. power, yeah. Yeah. and to say and to say, you know, wow, we never thought that we could, you know, all we have to do is make a couple sound effects here, and and get somebody who's a really good actor to read these lines, and people will buy it hook, line, and sinker, you know, and so. Well, I mean, people actually believe we landed on the moon. So. Oh, <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. So it obviously works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is hilarious then, because, like, we're so used to, so that, that, that's our other, that's the opposite. Right. You know, people look at, um, people, people look at, 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 at terrorist activities and be like no that's special effects you know or, or they look at the moon landing and they say right. no that's faked on hollywood studio mm, right <laughs> well nobody believes it yeah it's <laughs> one of the things that orson wells said after the fact after the broadcast of war of the worlds is that you know they thought people swallowed media a little bit too easily and they did want to shake people up a little bit and kind of as a cautionary tale don't just you know question things don't yeah, just don't, assume don't believe what, everything you hear what you're being yeah. presented is true and and i think you know i i don't know he he may have just been trying to be clever after the fact i don't i don't know i orson Welles always struck me as kind of a pompous windbag but <laughs> oh <laughs> really right <laughs> but Anyway. <laughs> Not Orson Welles. It's, it's, it's audio, so you can't see the look on my face right now. Um, Daggers. Yeah. So, yeah, don't make me bring the bunny in here. Those, no. frozen, pea, those frozen peas commercials. Uh, those see, peas I, didn't, I didn't know the frozen peas commercials were real things. And Wait, what? Like... He he did like really horrible commercials. Oh, oh the but, Orson yeah, Welles commercials. Right, Orson Welles. No, I think I've seen those. But like those are so good. I I found out of them because of the TV show The Critic. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they would make jokes about it on The Critic, and I thought it was a hilarious joke. And then later on, I caught YouTube clips of his actual commercial. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, they're it really on. is that bad. Oh, well, great. I thought originally when you said frozen peas, I thought there was some weird commercial that was like those spaghetti commercials where it showed people growing spaghetti on spaghetti trees. Mm. Back oh, in the I day. believe spaghetti grew on trees. Well, yeah, so I thought there was oh, like some 12. weird frozen peas commercial equivalent of that. And I was because to of rice aroni. Rice aroni had convinced me I was eating. Spaghetti that was grown on trees. I just saw that somewhere. Uh, um, I think I think in the YouTube related <laughs> videos. Sprout, with, not um, on the carpet. <laughs> I, I think some of the YouTube related videos that talked about Ghost Watch mentioned that about like the BBC and and I think somebody somebody in the fifties. Um, oh well, that was a different thing. So oh. like in in Britain, they actually had like a program where they were talking about you know, fresh picked spaghetti. Oh. But there was a rice aroni commercial that oh, regularly right. played that over and over again yeah. where it showed, right. like, people harvesting spaghetti off of a tree and then they're, put like, you know, drying it and putting it in, like, 
boxes. And, you know, as a kid, I was impressionable, and I literally thought spaghetti just grew on trees. I'm sure. That's where you got it from. They're oh, weird, right. little spindly things. Um, I remember the, being creeped out by people walking through trees with wet pasta hanging from them. That's not how gross that is. Uh, it also reminds me of... Uh, there's a mockumentary that I think Peter Jackson either made or executive produced um, years ago uh, for New Zealand TV about, it was a mockumentary about um, New Zealand's unsung filmmaker. Uh, and he made he made his own film emulsion out of eggshells, and he made his own project, <laughs> and he made his own projector out of um, uh, bicycle parts or something. And then he made these, you know, he was way ahead of his time. Did he get lost they, on a three hour tour? Was he <laughs> a professor? And, yeah, <laughs> no, it was very much like that. And, and and like I think it tries to claim at one point that he made color film before. Oh yeah, anybody he else did color film, he but color film. So when they aired it, um, they didn't preface it with any kind of, and this was only probably in the nineties. Uh, so it wasn't like this is a long time ago. They aired this documentary, this mockumentary, right. without any kind of a disclaimer that says this is just for fun this isn't real and so all these people are like oh i want to learn more about the films of this of this guy <laughs> so again like it's it's the framing device well, of how well you present it i'm sure there's a few people out there that hold vigils every once in a while for all the fallen drummers of spinal tap yeah i was oh, gonna yeah. mention there's <laughs> some easily duped people yeah but yeah right yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's in that vein you know mm-hmm you got to make it somewhat believable or very believable to make a good fake like documentary be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, there, there's something special about it when you scare people with it. Because people always have such a visual, vis, visceral reaction to being scared. Right. You know, Spinal Tap's a joke, and you could, you know, you could laugh at the guy that's like, well, why don't you sell these Spinal Tap records in the record store, right? Right. But, you know, when people freak out a little bit, they get angry after they, you know, if you, if you tell them that it's been a hoax because, you know, the wool's been pulled over their eyes and they were ready to do something drastic because they got, you know, they got the fear in them. Right. Um, well, yeah, I mean, just recently, look at, you know, one guy makes one mistake and everybody thinks that they've got missiles flying over their head. And Yeah, that wasn't... That's and that was... That, that wasn't terrifying. a hoax. That wasn't <laughs> a... That's incredible. Well, I don't understand well, that's how that a mistake, mistake happened, but, but I totally but, understand why people for recent and No, as And, and also that. why you'd be very mad. Yes. Okay. Exactly, well, and, yes. So as how someone, long did it as take? someone, thirty-eight minutes or something, forty-five, yeah, something like forty-five. And 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 I I have I, I I feel a little more forgiving towards the poor person who did this because as a person who works with computers, sometimes you just make mistakes. It's easy to do, <laughs> and and you shouldn't be able to right. on systems that indicate sure. if we're under nuclear attack or not. But it, 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 it there should be like a multiple. Staff position. There needs to be. Well, there needs to be a couple. Do, do you want to send out a missile warning? Yes. Just, Are you sure? I just yeah. imagine the guy that's like designing it, explaining it to a superior that somehow got the job but doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. You know, uh, and he's like, so how does it work? It's like, okay, so now if a nuclear missile's coming, you hit this button. This button right here. No, you weren't supposed to touch it. Oh my god, we haven't even made a thing to tell people it was a hoax and not real. Now I have to program. It's yeah. Take me like 38 minutes to program this. <laughs> but, but yeah. anyways, so that's my theory. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. But you know when people when people are scared and then they're 
what, what, you know, that goes down to like your little brother jumping out of the closet and saying, oh, yeah. Ooh, and you're terrified. And then when you realize it's your little brother being a shit, then you punch him in the head. You're like, Oh, you scared me. Oh, and you're angry because you were, you were duped and you right. were scared mm-hmm. for a minute. And, yeah. uh, and the next thing you do is you devise a plot to now scare him. See, that's right. what they should have done. They should have pranked the Ghost Watch people. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, before we forget, we should mention the weird random fact about Michael Parkinson and oh yeah, the album right. Cover. Oh, and and, and wings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So do you want to you want to do the honors, Andy, since you were the one who discovered that? I it was Did not. You, who oh, took it the notes? Oh, took well, notes, so um, right? well, I was just trying to Are find out. Re- I was trying to find out more info about Michael Parkinson, and I guess like the Guardian magazine had said he they called him the the Great British Talk Show host. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Great British Talk Show host. I guess apparently he plays himself in that movie Love Actually, which. Oh, oh. That's a, I like that movie. So he's, I he's, he's like a, a, I heard it's some. I heard uh, it's, as far as rom coms go, it's pretty good. I thought I think it's quite good. Yeah, it's worth a watch. I not not it, horror though, not I, scary. I, also, I, it's I, one I of those like movies that like the behavior and it's a little disturbing. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's kind of what I've heard. Of. It's sort of like no, you cannot do that to another person. Right. <laughs> but uh, so there's a bit of a uh, glorification of stalkers here and there. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Because it's romantic, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yes, apparently uh, Michael Parkinson is on the cover of. Uh, the Paul McCartney and Wings album "Band on the Run," which I had always I love that album. And and not only he, but also Christopher Lee, Christopher Lee. is on and, the cover with and, them. And uh, James Corbin. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and all of us had seen this album cover right. and never realized none of us had ever noticed that Christopher on Lee was on there. You just kind of assume that it's the band, and you're not gonna. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I just I figured I'm like, like I never realized Wings was such a big band. Yeah. And then I just flipped <laughs> through it because I'm actually not a Wings fan. I'm so. not either. There's I always just kind of like looked at him like, oh yeah, Wings. If yeah. Christopher Lee oh, had been yeah, part yeah. of it, I might have been a Wings right. fan. Yeah, yeah. But it's so funny when you finally take like, you, you just kind of assume it's the band. And well, yeah. We, <laughs> I'm trying to remember, did we pause the movie? to? <laughs> we totally to, we did. We paused yeah. the movie we just to pull up the album cover and we yeah. all had to look at the album well, cover and, and like, it is Christopher Lee. And even then, like, there's, there's, the high res images and, right. and there's the low res images. I'm like, wait, I have to look at another image. Mm-hmm. There's Christopher Lee on the cover of of a Paul McCartney. Yeah. And if and if Mr. Pipes had been on the cover, we never would have seen it. Right. Yeah. Well, he told he told <laughs> well, he would have been a shadowy. Yeah. Uh, he might be on the cover. We gotta look again. Apparently, <laughs> like, <laughs> apparently, whatever it was show that Michael Parkinson uh, hosted always wanted to have Paul McCartney on. And Paul McCartney said, I will be on your show if you're on the cover of one of my albums. Then he was on, and then he didn't. But Paul McCartney didn't appear on a show until like 91. Classic Paul McCartney move. Finally came through, though. Eventually. Finally came through. A little late. You know, it's Paul McCartney. He was dead anyway. Was that, was... Ringo wouldn't have made him wait that long. That's true. That's true. It's false Paul. Oh, yeah, more conspiracy. Look it up. Google it. (laughs) But wait, so wait, was he on the Chris Farley show before he was on his show then? Oh, that's no. That's oh. insulting. That's, that was not awesome. Uh, <laughs> Remember when everyone thought you were dead? <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, for oh, any of our younger viewers, if you haven't ever watched the Chris Farley show, Google that too. Mm. 
That's gotta be Googleable, right? Or, is it? Oh, yeah. Don't they understand that it's an SNL segment and not its own show? No, it's it's, right. a, it's a real talk show. You it's know, a real, from, it's from a back real talk show. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Back in the nineties, when Chris Farley had his own talk show, Chris Farley, he's that guy that was in all those movies with David Spade and his dad. For <laughs> you young kids, the young kids, they know who Chris Farley is, right? I mean, they probably so know who do. David Spade I think they do. is. Yeah. yeah. Because um, it still holds he's up. He's the guy yeah. with the mullet. <laughs> and he's the van he's, down he, by the river. He was the original like, Kung yeah, Fu Chris, Panda Chris, before they made Kung Fu Panda. Who, Chris Farley? Chris Farley, because yeah. he was Beverly Hills Ninja. I was talking about David Spade. He also was the original. He also was the original Shrek. And if you've ever checked out, <laughs> no, if you've ever checked out when they were recording the early, like, um, the early recordings for it before they had to recast for mike myers um really they, there's there's oh um, he actually was the original shrek I did not know and that. he was the original shrek and um you know i can't stand shrek and i can't stand mike myers but like you would have watched it with chris farley with chris farley it's the most endearing like it's so sad because it's the most endearing like thing ever he just made me so real and it's so sad Anyways, check it out. It's really great. <laughs> Another thing to Google, kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't you love the internet? Yeah, you, you learn a lot listening hey, to this I podcast. Hey, I want to bring up. I want to bring up another fun thing that we're kind of ignoring the elephant of the room of the ghost launch thing is that frequently there are weird noises that happen throughout the house <laughs> during Ghost Watch. And they're often looking at, I guess, um, they've got that little tiny cupboard thing. It's kind of like the Harry Potter cupboard. Yes. No, they keep them underneath the... Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm getting to? You know, they, you know that little the, the little cupboard that they, so they keep them in. So it's the, the space that's kind of a cluttered area where you oh just throw God. things that are fun. And, for, and, 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 and I have to get this out there now. This, this cupboard, this cabinet is... The Chekhov's gun, because it features prominently in the final act. Chekhov's gun. It is no, no. In, in the very beginning of it, they show you this. Oh, oh yeah. this is this is I where wish, our dad used I to hang out. I wish that it's... would have been really cold instead of what it was. Yeah, right. but, but it has got a board over it and everything. Yeah, you're so like, it's like, oh, it's the one spot of the house we can't t- go into. Yeah, nothing bad can happen well, there. And so from time to time, there's noises coming from there, and, there, and there's like they've boarded it up, and they can this door they under in the there, stairs. And they've seen and they've seen. You know, this, pipes. They've seen pipes underneath it. Chris, but is there a name for this room? So when they talk to the mother later about it, well, she also mentions her ex-husband would. Oh, right. He would hang photos. out. He'd hang out down, down there. there in this place. In this place, it was his. In this his, place, his favorite and this spot in this, the house. This place, I what kid you that? not, is called the Glory hole it's called <laughs> the glory hole and they keep referencing it and they keep saying check so, the glory if hole, the glory we hole. Have, <laughs> if we do have uk vis- viewer or listener not viewers we're not on camera um uk people i don't know if you guys have keyed in on the u.s version of the glory hole it's something very different not oh also also first i looked up because because i had to find out i said i said is that a different at first it made me think of um it made me think of mandy patinkin in uh princess bride you know (laughs) you keep using that word i do not know what that word means but um it must have a different meaning 
And most of them have never been in. Right. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, it's it's like an elevator's a lift. And, uh, you know, it's yeah. a lift. Yeah. Or, or, you know, the, the fanny is a completely different it's, thing. That is very there. derogatory. Right. And, uh, so I, I finally looked up. What's now, so glorious about this whole under right, the stairs well, thing? Right. So don't just, don't just go to Google and write <laughs> in British glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> no. Or if you do, turn uh, safe search I mean, yeah, on yeah, first. Exactly, exactly. You know, or unless you're you planning may, on going to Britain, yeah, and that's you what may, you're looking you for. You may, in fact, find what you were looking for. You want to improve international relations. Uh, you will find the glory of your Excalibur there. But, uh, <laughs> no. but no, now apparently, I, fi- I, I, finally, uh. I finally had to look it up, and there was like, a, you know, a, maybe it was Urban Dictionary that did break it down but um glory hill not only of course means what we know it to mean but but apparently it is also a we're a, a pg-13 uh, podcast yes so we're not going to go into that but right you need yeah. to know google if you're listening to this you probably know what we're talking yeah about. You but, know. Uh, but uh uh google it but uh, uh, or don't. But, but, but it also says it, it's also known as an untidy room or cupboard used for storage. And I yeah. had no idea that that was a. Yeah, it's. it's oh, it why turned. would you call it a glory? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, that's it. What's no, glorious? The whole part makes what... sense to me, but like, if it's just a weird little storage space, then why? It's why like, is like messy glory? and cluttered, yeah. It's called the clutter hole or the. <laughs> the <laughs> The the catch all. Well, hole. maybe it's the, the glory of maybe the it's the, the glory no, of finding right. treasure. Maybe that's it. You know, the the glory of buried treasure. So it's in a it's. Dear, I know, yes. if, if you're UK listeners, please explain to us why you would call that a glory hole. A glory. <laughs> yeah, any any anthropologic and anthropological and, linguists and out they, there, and please. They keep saying it throughout. <laughs> allowed the, the glory hole. I honestly. <laughs> So, it's so funny. I forgot that that even happened because it's been a couple years since we've right. seen it. And I was so into oh, what was up. happening the first time we watched this that I maybe noticed it, but then I was still keyed in with trying to figure out where the ghost was at all times. That I really didn't pay that much attention in this time because I was really familiar with the story. Mm-hmm. Right. I couldn't not keep hearing it. It was very distressing. Well, and of course, Chris had to point it out to us before we even started walking. But then walking. they said it like five times. No, they did. Sentence. They did. Well, well yeah, I, because I did a double take and I backed up the thing and I was like, did I hear uh, that right? Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh. And it shows our maturity of how long we've now discussed the glory. The glory I have it in giant caps letters in my notes. So, um, <laughs> So it's the important part of your the Your notes movie. are really yes. funny, by the way. We like we've really gotten a lot of enjoyment out of reading your notes. I'm impressed you can read oh, them. The past two episodes. <laughs> well, so those for, are hieroglyphics for to the me people the fact, that aren't in this room right now. Uh, I'm the only one that doesn't take notes because I'm a horrible note taker person. Thing. Mm. He's too Anyways, busy serving us all food. Yeah, I'm usually serving food and cocktails and things. But uh, Chris <laughs> and Amy and Allison all take notes. Um, and most of the time, people don't remember to bring notepads. And yeah, so, yeah. especially Chris. I almost and, did. Just and stop. so, Chris always takes notes on what we have around here. And then he <laughs> leaves his notes behind. And Allison takes quite a delight in reading Chris's notes thoroughly <laughs> after you guys go home, like, the next day. Ah. Uh. 
And so, so she actually, I think she probably takes notes on your notes. No, <laughs> I just, I just read them to the, you be, Oh, be, is this Chris's old notes from uh, now? Well, I they'll think be there discovered might be by ancient, by, by alien civilizations that find our remains. Hmm. Well, I think it's, it's the poetry. fact that like. Chris, you'll put things in, like, bold letters and explanation <laughs> points after them when you really mean it. Like, the abortion one. ABORTION! <laughs> oh, oh yes. so when we did the night gallery, right. it. So, yes. you know, it was... Well, I because I don't want to. It's it's because I just I don't want to go home and and. Oh, here we go. Here's go, some. Oh, I forgot to What's talk the one about, about that? her hair. Is it cool if I read some? Oh, of these? absolutely. Yeah. So so these are notes from our holiday episode where <laughs> we cover two versions of and all through the house and spoilers. It, for the for the first for the first version, which is from the 1972, am I remembering that correctly? I think so. Uh. uh it doesn't say in Christmas Amicus, notes. <laughs> Amicus uh, film production that has this as a segment starring Joan Collins. Joan Collins. Uh, Chris has, Joan Collins is hiding a small child in her hair. <laughs> and then. Because it's huge. Has, it is yeah. huge. Is it's that huge. a tree? Maybe it's three trees glued together. And then <laughs> down below that says, Christmas Fez! Exclamation point. Ah, uh, the Christmas Fezes were great. Classic orange yeah. furniture. Phone looks like a sex toy. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes, it did. Yeah, no. Yeah. And a then, little bit. A little bit. And then, let's see, I think for the, the, the Tales from the Crypt television series version, you just have a few things like, oh, Larry, Larry Drake from Dr. Giggles, and... <laughs> Oh, my you had you wrote, wrote down the guy the the weird boyfriend's answering machine message Vic Monster leave your uh, measurements oh, right. I'm out partying is the Vic Monster but no my my favorite one from that other than the phone looks like a sex toy because it was a very bizarre '70s stylish phone yeah well you know maybe Joan Collins got on she did, wait did she keep that phone. In the glory hole? Oh. <laughs> it was filmed in the UK. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She did, yeah. Wow, yeah. possibly. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. Moving right along. We're going to get, we're gonna get some, some yeah. hate mail. I'm so glad well, I started an email. Do we, an email the, do, do we have an update? Do we get hate mail? Do we get to read it? Like, oh. on air? <laughs> oh, I would love to. Well, do we I, have enough listeners to get hate mail? No, no we don't. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, maybe in a few years. Down the line. I was, oh, yeah. I was yeah. planning on finding out, you know, if somebody does that, find out who sent it and feeding their photograph to Miles. Oh. oh. <laughs> like, like a burning in effigy kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm in favor of dramatic reading. Miles, like, again, Miles for is people our... <laughs> not in the room, Miles is our sadistic turtle. He's a, he's a psychotic box turtle. He has well, he's not, he's not sadistic. He's just excitable. Oh, uh, you know who he looks like He's he looks silent. a little bit like um um the second ninja turtles movie i never saw the second um, one it, because they oh, did want to use when they, they use the snapping turtle yeah the wolf mm. was yeah, yeah, because yeah, they yeah. were going to i mean logically they should have just bebop said, and rock bebop and rocksteady but i guess kevin eastman and peter laird thought they were dumb characters so they rewrote it as Dumber characters. Dumber mm. characters. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But but he looks a little bit like the snappy turtle. And then that. bring in Vanilla Ice because that just makes sense. I, I thought that movie always held up really well, at least for years. I did until my early twenties when I watched it again, and and I, it doesn't, it doesn't hold up. Right. You okay. just feel sorry for David Warner. 
I think Miles looks like a Skeksis from the Dark Crystal. He does. Oh, he does. yes. Mm-hmm. He's very And he stretches his neck out and stares mm-hmm. at you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I mean, I, if, some, if somebody over. has constructive criticism, like that. Oh, I know. Yeah. We'd love to hear it. Do we have comments on our website? No, we're so new. Anything? Yeah. Well, we have a Twitter account. You can leave we're, we're on talking. Twitter. We're talking to our friends and family that care enough about us to to listen right now. So well. you know, sorry for being offensive, guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, sorry it's about the same people who listen to my radio show for three of, years. Yeah. So. Yeah. Some glory hole talk there. <laughs> right. Mom, don't Google glory hole. <laughs> oh, oh no, because your mom. <laughs> oh, no. Mom, mom, just ask dad about it. We, we love you, right. I'm sure dad knows. Yeah. I hope you know so. what? I don't even want to end this conversation. Let's, see, Let's just change, change the subject. Let's change the subject. Where, 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 subject. where are we at this with uh, uh, this? Is, this yeah. Is, this is the parted <laughs> cable guy where he plays Pat Porno Password. Uh, all right. Well, since we're kind of, you know, I mean, it, I'm all for diverging, but have we have we pretty much discussed this as far as we want to? Well, I think we could still about? get into. No, I I want to talk about the, the ending. ending. Okay. I want to talk about. All right. Let's yes. do that. Let's yeah. Once, once we've gone through the two false scares, yes. Um, then we have some kind of build-up eerie stuff that's not quite like you could maybe still explain it on something else, and then like things start happening real fast. Then basically, after she gets found with the scratches on their face, and they're trying to be like, "Oh, it could have been self-inflicted," yeah. And they're like, "Okay, you know," and then there's some rumbling. And then the footage cuts out, and they're like, oh, oh, crap. Yeah. Like, something actually happened. And it's right. And then you... everyone freaks out, but then the footage comes back on, and they're like, oh, now they're just playing board games. No, it's okay. okay. Which is really weird. They should have like, been suspicious they, they, right. immediately. And so they're like, all right, let's take some more calls then. And, you know, yeah. they're just playing board games in the background. And they're like, oh, everything's okay, whatever. And but and you get someone, a more, you get a couple more phone calls. Yeah, you get. Yeah. Well, that's when you start getting the background phone calls, yeah. and you find out the things yeah. that could have happened here and there, and, and that's, it starts getting really creepy. And that's another thing. I I liked the slow burn because for people keeping track of time, all this stuff, all this buildup takes about an hour, and this this program is only like. 85 minutes long right. so all this stuff starts happening really quickly at the end it's 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 really kind of plotting up until right. stuff really starts to happen well you get the believable like thing mm-hmm. with the scratches on the face where you're like okay wait now it's not she's just pretending she doesn't have fingernails she's not doing that and they just lost feed yeah and you're like okay sh- this shit's happening yeah and then they're like oh no it's okay it's okay, everything's okay, and you're like, okay, oh no, everything's okay. But then they start telling you these stories, and you start going, wait, what's going on here? Everyone knows about this neighborhood. Yeah. Everyone knows about this house. There's people calling in that know. Mm-hmm. And then in the background, they're still just playing a little board game. <laughs> right. And then um, psychic phenomenon lady realizes she's like, wait, this is that that's picture on the wall was knocked off. They were playing the board game earlier. That leader of cola is like full again. It's not drained. Right. Like this is a tape. This is a tape recording going through a loop. They're in the computer, or not the computers, yeah, the electronics. Right. They're in the electronics. The ghosts in the machine. <laughs> oh my it's God. Like, all of a sudden. Yeah. And once she points it out, that's yeah when all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like it, it suggests that the um, 
the broadcast itself has acted as kind of a seance. Right. It was, like Annie was saying before, if so many people focus their energy on that oh, spot, right. does it become haunted? Yes. So basically, totally. everyone in Britain had focused their energy on this house, and they just made this power way more powerful. Yeah, and it and stuff started happening. It reminded me a lot of Poltergeist when mm-hmm. when things really get going in Poltergeist, and you're like, oh man, he's throwing throwing stuff around, and stuff's breaking, and the lights are going off, mm-hmm. and people are freaking out in the house. It's great. Right. So yeah, then they get into like. It's now, they cut back to the scene live again, and you just missed, like, 12 minutes of time mm-hmm. of on location where you thought they were playing board games, but really, people are getting hauled away in ambulances. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's like a horrific scene. They yeah, just dude. Suddenly, just smash cut into, like, a body being taken away on a stretcher, you know? Yeah, the poor boom mic guy got hit in the head. That was one wicked board game they were playing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm like, because they open up the 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 door to that location. Yeah. Pipes' little home. They open that before... Is that before or after they, they cut to them playing board games? That's after. Yeah. Well, That's after, but they, yeah. they were trying to open it, and then the cameraman gets injured. And right. The camera to, guy... And then right, but there, the... there was an injured cameraman... Before they were playing board yeah, games. Right, right. Yeah. And, like, if you think about that, the fact that they're just like, oh, they're playing board games. No, everything's okay. It's like, it's, wait, what about the cameraman? Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like, you know, the spirit's version of technical difficulties. It's like, oh, you saw that? Well, here's this peaceful scene of them playing board games. And, and it was almost like when suddenly the girl from Ipanema comes on. You right, know? It was, right, it was, right. It was very, the spirit like, was like, pay so no benign. attention to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nothing's going on here, folks. Look, they're playing board games. <laughs> Nothing wrong. Go about your, your little games. interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Take some phone calls. Yeah. How's, yeah, Man- and, um... How's Manchester doing in the playoffs? <laughs> right. Totally. <laughs> And uh, and after they get in there, one of the girls, the the older one, gets trapped. And is it the older one that gets it trapped is, in I there? I believe it's the older one. Yeah. Right, yeah, and right. she and she gets trapped in the the under the stairs closet. And Suzanne. Suzanne, where where we find Suzanne. out earlier that the the man who had killed himself because he may or may not have been possessed by the uh, the baby farmer, right. um, had locked himself in there when he killed himself with a bunch of cats. And his body had been there for 12 days, and apparently the cats had been at And him. hung himself with a lathe. No, no, so he tied some wire right, around Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, and then attached it to a lathe, which means he probably cut his head straight off. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. that would just Well, I don't know if it... So do you think the scratches on her face are from the cats? Yeah, yes, from obviously, the, yeah. the demon yeah. cats that also were killed. Because, I mean, they probably them throughout the, the ate him some, but either they were put down what? afterwards because... They were eating they people, tasted they or, they yeah. or they like died because the you know <laughs> they could only eat so much of the human before he started going bad. Mm-hmm. They started eating tainted pipes meat. In the glory hole. Oh, I'm sorry, I said it out loud. Oh. Anyways, uh, yeah, I think I think there was cat ghosts as well as pipes ghosts, and that's where all the scratches are coming from. Tainted pipes meet in the glory hole. Yeah, and this my favorite Limp Bizkit album. (laughs) 
this is something that I that I really liked because all of the stuff that's happening in this haunting, there's a reason for it, and it's oh, yeah. explained well. Right. There, there's some modern horror movies, and one that sticks out to me is is the Bye Bye Man. I, oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, other bad thing. It's though. it's not good, and there's a whole lot of lore about this like evil spirit that's following people, and he's, he's got like a bell, he's got a dog that's with him and stuff. But they never explain why any of that crap's important. Like, this is weird and creepy. Yeah, is that the yeah. one that says like you won't laugh when you hear his name or, or something? Because I've yeah, seen that. It, I've seen that post. When I hear the Bye Bye Man, I just want to well, laugh at it. Well, yeah. the, the, the poster I've seen has been photoshopped as you won't laugh when he kills you or something. And it's photoshopped to be the pee pee poo poo man. <laughs> but yeah, but, and, and that, that movie has a lot of problems. You know, that's, that's the least of the problems. But the consistency about things that are happening is really good. And that's what really spooked me. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I think the spookiest thing about this is that there's... They really crafted an internal consistency for the spirit, and, oh, yeah. and and everything makes sense when it starts happening. There's you know? good writing. Yeah, there is. Production. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, in a way, it's two spirits. Well, and then plus the cat spirits. Yeah. But it's the, the but, woman but 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 it's all sort of pipes. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's all kind it's of mainly pipes though. It, it's all in one big haunting, right? Though. You know, it's it's all it's is is it one ghost? Is it lots of ghosts? Is but it, it's well, like that house. A poltergeist yeah. usually refers to many and. What you could have is you could just have, a, like, a trapped entity has all these things attached to it because of the way it died, you know? So, yeah. like, playing the tape over and over again of its death, mm-hmm. you know, in, in instances. Um, Man, I'm not going to be able to sleep well tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's one thing this movie has is it is a movie that sticks with you after... Yeah, it's over. No, I know, and the, the more I think about it after the fact, the more I'm getting worked up about it. It's, 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 it's good. <laughs> well, it's good because it, it reveals more and more, or, or there's something right. new that you don't always notice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and, like, you, you were reading about the ghost appearances, how they're supposed to be 13. Yeah, something but, like that, yeah. Like, not looking. every... Yeah, I don't know. I saw they're maybe, really like... Five tops, mm-hmm. you know? And I those guess there were was mostly one... just the obvious ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess there was one that, that was just discovered in 2016 or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Someone was like, that everybody looked at, everybody online looked at it again and was like, yeah, and I was that. And I and I have to mention my favorite piece of set design in this is the the hearth in the background of the of the yes. broadcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. They, have, they have they have a roaring fire, and on top of the mantle there's a bunch of skulls, and then they've got a portrait. It's like an oil painting portrait of someone in like. Like j- j- just the white sheet, like a Charlie Brown, yeah, like the Charlie, the Charlie Brown ghost, ghost, costume. ghost costume. <laughs> so I found I found trivia on that the ghost in a sheet painting hanging over the studio fireplace is uh-huh. actually a print of an existing piece by Austrian Irish artist Gottfried Helmwein. Okay. Which Stephen Volk, the writer, first saw in an exhibition in Vienna. That is, <laughs> that's incredible. That's even so, better. Right, I love right. it Are so much more now. But it was yeah, I want a print. Of yeah, that. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have to yeah, put a link to that too, in the show yeah. notes too because it's just this. Every time they pan across and he's talking about something, and it's like, "There's a ghost above the fire uh, again." No, we've got all those fun old-fashioned frames that would look great in one yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean, we got so many spooky Halloween portraits we put up every year for Halloween. It's totally yeah, well because it's totally one of those like yeah, and it's and it, it, it's not it's not fire, sinister yeah. or scary. It's just this no. like in a ghost costume. It's like, yeah, I'll post for you. I like the sheet. <laughs> yeah, it's I so just good. had it pressed. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's just enough of that, yeah. 
Yeah, but or, you know, we should just take a photo of DJ Ghost Dog and then put him in a fancy frame. Oh, it would be oh. Awesome. that would be so cute. Yeah. Well, you, you should, should you... probably explain what Again, that is. for people not in this room, uh, we throw a huge Halloween party every <laughs> year, and we have a glowing ghost dog, and his name's DJ Ghost Dog. It's a, it's a blow, blow mold light up decoration. You don't know what blow molds are, it's the plastic light up display things you put in your yard. Yeah, so DJ Ghost Dog. He's the best. Hmm. And if you ever go to the country fair, you'll see him there. Oh, that's right. People DJ are going to be like, what? what is that? I don't know what this is. Oh, uh, yeah. Google country fair, <laughs> Stop too. Stop talking about things that are not retro television. Well, it's okay, people. World. Just Google it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as as things progress after that, things in the studio start to shake up, which is oh, where... Yeah. That's the twist I wasn't expecting, and that's something... Well, that's because yeah. the ghost got in the, elect, in the, in the electrical system. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, but, it, but it's something that I just for some reason wasn't expecting like that, the, yeah. the plot to take that turn here, because in a lot of found footage stuff, you know, it stays contained, you know, it's like, oh, the yeah. house is screwed up or right. whatever, but the ghost gets into the audio system and it messes with the, th with the studio and, and everything starts going to hell everywhere. Well, it, was, it was a little subtle at first. Cause it was just like, there was like, I remember the first time watching and I'm like, wait. Why are is their hair moving? Like all of a sudden, like they're oh, doing, they're talking about yeah. it, and their hair just starts fluttering. You're like, wait, why is their hair moving? Then like and papers pops. start flying yeah. by. You're like, wait, and then they pan out, and you know when someone pans out in a studio and you see the stagehands, yeah, something bad is Something's happening. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's when uh, light bulbs start exploding. I, I yeah. love how Michael Parkinson is just sitting that's in his right. chair the oh, whole time, yeah. and just still a, trying to report while this and is that's going on. So kind of believable to me <laughs> that like the guy that his entire life has been just reporting the news. That's what he's going to do. He's going right. to stick around, and he's just going to keep telling you what's happening until he gets, like, lifted up in the air and dropped on the ground by a ghost. Right. Like, it, goes, it just goes hand in hand. Until he's dead, he's just going to be telling you, all right, and now the ghost is decapitating yeah, Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, like, stiff upper lip. Like, right. Yeah. Just, and like, that was great. I love that. It's super good. Yeah. Him yeah. wandering around in a dark room <laughs> is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. Like, I don't even know which one of these cameras is working anymore. <laughs> just him walking back and forth past the camera. Well, but it's, it's like, a, but, but it's, it's super creepy too. Yeah, it's no. Really, it is. There's no sense. And that's also it. believable. You yeah. Know, that's like. And it's not a perfect shot of it's, him. You're it's just not kind a good like shot. It's blurry. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the sound design is another thing. They, they really effectively use silence in this. And there's really only the one jump scare in this whole, right. this whole uh, TV special. And that's, and that's, you know, the goofy prank scare or whatever. And, well, right. I, I kind of feel like there's the pipes coming out of the hole um, kind of and hits that's, the cameraman. Yeah, that's, but that's jump. not a oh. jump scare because you don't see anything. It's just like, wow, the door's open. The guy got hit or whatever, you know. Right. And, and it's still kind of a... It's startling it's a little a start, bit. Yeah. yeah, but it's not, you know, something's not jumping out and screaming at you. It's not right? throwing a cat. Well, no. there's a lot of, because you're seeing this, it's not footage necessarily it's supposed to be a broadcast but right. um if you're watching somebody with their camera and they get knocked over you see what the camera sees which sometimes it's really hard to tell what that is so there's yeah. a lot there's a lot of instead of just jump scares you kind of just trying to make sense it's, of the weird yeah, you're trying to piece it together then it's the anticipation of what happens next that is the most yeah fun, yeah right. you know 
Yeah, and the, and the sound plays a big role in that. Because like you say, you know, the studio's completely silent at the end, it's dead. Right. Um, and they you, give you a second before they roll credits, too. That's yeah. what I love. And, and, and you can hear, because the ghost is in the uh, the electronic system, you can hear the ghost speaking at the very end of it, too. Mm. Um, whereas before that, you know, there's you know, there's wind flying everywhere, there's explosions and lights, and in the house, it's dead silent when they're trying to get in at the very... In the very last scene when they're trying right. to get out of the door, it's quiet. It is mm-hmm. just quiet. And then you start hearing the cats and stuff come up. It's wonderful. The sound designers were great. Yeah. Yeah, the cats... The cat sounds mm. are just a little bit off. They are. Sure, yeah. It reminds me of we have a, a Halloween, like, little cat house. It's like a little miniature house covered in cats. <laughs> a cat it house, has, like, huh? Yeah, it's a cat house. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me about the glory hole of the Google cat house. <laughs> Anyways, it's it's like a little it's a little display thing, and it has these pre-recorded cat noises. And every time they were playing the cat noises, I just started thinking of pre-recorded cat noises. Yeah, the canned cat it. noises. The canned cat. It's like canned laughs, but it was canned. Right. Can yeah. cat. You thought canned it was cat. coming from a miniature house in Spooky Town. Yeah, yeah. It's, Spooky it's, Town. It's house. almost like it needed. It, it's almost like it needed to be pushed a little bit further back, like right. It um, needed to be more subtle. Yeah, yeah. It would have been yeah. But other than okay, other than the not subtle enough cats and the littlest girl, and it's hard to have a really young actor, you know, get the role right. Yeah. And other than those two things, like the rest of it, when I watch it and I think, how believe, how gullible would I be? And I think if you took out those two elements, I think I probably would have been like, wait, what's going on here? Yeah, you'd be, be on board for like 90% I'd be like, of it. I'd be like, all right, until, until wind in the studio. Yeah, until, so yeah. So yeah like, wait, no, 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 no. But like, uh, the, the actress that played Susie, she was really good. Um, yeah, yeah the, the the elder daughter who has a bunch right. of terrible things and happen to her is fantastic. The mother, like, she was... Sometimes I couldn't quite tell if it was bad acting mm. or really amazing acting. Because <laughs> she, like, would get flustered and not know mm. what's going on. But, like, I would just keep looking at it and I'm like, if she was an actual person being interviewed, that's exactly what would happen. She, yeah. she would stumble on what she's talking about and stop mid-sentence yeah. yes. and look around frightened, you know? She, she's got a, a, she's, she's got a stoicism, but it's um, she's almost barely in control she, of her. Oh, yeah, she yeah. was very much a deer in headlights for yeah. the whole, whole yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, even before shit hit the fan... She was just afraid of the camera, it seemed, you know? Well, the, uh, the, the doctor, uh, Dr. Pasco, um... The, the parapsychologist. The, the parapsychologist, yeah. like, completely, you know, be- believable. I mean, yeah. especially when you surround, when you surround her with other legitimate right. broadcasters and everything... You're like, I know that person. That person is a broadcaster, and and so and you the fact that she question. kept begging them to let's continue. They're like, oh no, this is silly. Let's not. No, please, please, yeah, yeah. let them go. You know, yeah. And I, I guess okay. The third one that t- takes you out of the element is the. Let's cut to our guy in New York who yes. sounds just like Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Even the like pauses in his talk, you know, are very much it's. 
It's uh, just a, it's uh, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, you know, I, 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 it's <laughs> Jeff Goldblum all the way. He's Goldblooming. I, I do a horrible Goldblum impersonation. But, but it's it's fifty percent of my jo- Jeff Goldblum impersonation is picking at the palm of my hand and pointing at things. So <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't it, play it over on audio very well. Yeah, I mean, he's touching t- the nose is for me is always the right. Fixing the, the glasses and pointing. But he's he's the token skeptic. And yeah. You never, and he's got a photo of the Empire State Building behind him, That's so right. obviously he's in New York. And, 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 and he speaks with an abrace of American accent. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he's a, but he's entertaining because it's it feels like to me it feels very much like uh, the British, um, I guess what would they call it, like taking the piss. Right. Uh, with, mm. with Americans. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Now we're going to have our pompous American. But on yeah, the he'd show. be the third element that was, I guess in order would probably be the, the young girl, him, and then the cats. Mm. As far as like what Things take, kinda, would definitely yeah. take me out of it for well, the Well, you could have you know? told the story without him and also without the cats, probably. Right. You know? Or at least just made the cats more subtle. The, you definitely didn't the, need well, the you, American guy in there. Yeah, the, 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 the cats is a story element, though, you needed because right. you needed to have some sort of physical manifestation of right, things right, happening. Right. Um, but speaking, though, to the the believability of it, the set that they used, the house that is haunted, yes. I think, oh, I think yeah. Drew was mentioning that is... Definitely. It, it, was, it was a lived, in, lived in Yeah, it's like, wow, people live here. This is There was set. dirty dishes in the sink. The yeah. pots on the stove had scorch marks on them. Mm-hmm. You know, there was just random Halloween decorations that, you know... Well, but there, there was kids' stuff all over oh, the place. Yeah. just kind of strewn yeah. about. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do, and and it's easier to do with more modern productions, just be, because because there's probably more Ikea locations out and about. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I'm really good at spotting Ikea furniture and stuff. Right. And you can always tell where, where it's kind of like, okay, we have to make it look like this is a regular house, and they give the set designer the, the set... The, the set That's dresser money. They give the set dresser five hundred bucks. From Ikea. That's yeah. exactly it. You know, and so like it doesn't. It has this catalog, and maybe not even Ikea, but when 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 something has a very catalog set dressing. So, but, it, but this this is just it just looks like a oh yeah, house, you know? it's ba- I it's almost like somebody that worked on it let them use their They're apartment. Right. You know? oh, yeah. mm-hmm. They're like, hey, uh, you, you're, you're middle class. You got, what's your apartment look like? You know, yeah. what's your townhouse look like? Oh, let's see some photos of it. Perfect. We'll use your yeah. place. My brother, <laughs> oh, okay. I'll clean it up. No, don't, don't clean. clean it. Just yeah. leave it the way <laughs> yeah. it is. My brother and his wife are on vacation. They're going to Spain for, right. for two weeks and they say, okay. So cool. speaking of the Ikea, I work at a for people that aren't in this room, uh, I work in a furniture place in, uh, in Portland. We had Grimm for a long time, and Grimm oh, yeah? would buy uh, furniture from us every once in a while, and they bought a table specifically one time to throw a guy through so it would break. Okay. And I work in a higher-end furniture place that our furniture doesn't break, so <laughs> what right. they actually had to do was cut it almost in half. So it was just barely holding on with little fibers of wood oh. still. Yeah, so it looked and together, then, yeah. So it looked like it was still a whole table, and then they threw the guy through it. And I was always trying to figure out why wouldn't they just buy a you know, crappy piece of Ikea furniture and throw them through that. It'll break in yeah. a million pieces. And the thing that's is, is, like hollow. is, you throw them on an Ikea furniture, you don't know where it's going to break. That's, that's true. true. And so they bought from us because then... 
you throw them on that, it's scored, you know exactly yeah. the pinpoint spot where it's going to break. Mm-hmm. Do you remember American Movie? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he's ramming his head, his head through, through the... the oh, the, God. It's so to hard to watch. It. They have to score it, and then the guy doesn't even really... Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, you got to cut that more before it's going to break. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> That poor man's brain. Yeah. yeah. He starts bleeding, doesn't he? Does he start bleeding so. for real? It's been a while since I watched that. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. yeah it's been years. But I don't even know if I've watched like the entire thing through. Maybe. But that's that that's the scene they play over and over and over again, though. Yeah. That's the famous scene of that movie, yeah. the ramming his head through a cabinet door. Yeah. But I think I think that's all I wanted to mention about it. Okay. We talked about the ending. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's really good. I would, I would totally oh, recommend it. I'm surprised, also, I'm surprised now that it hasn't gotten more attention. Oh, the BBC put the clamp down on it pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it. It had, it had a round of attention when it hit its 20th anniversary, and then wasn't last it, year was its 25th. Wasn't so it banned it's, it's, for a bit, too? I don't know if it was technically banned, but they definitely shelved it. Yeah, yeah. and, 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 and they like, they yeah. didn't license it to like for DVD production or anything for like right. 10 years or something, so. There is now a DVD think, available. Yeah. I, I think that, yeah, I think they didn't ban it, but they but they kind of restricted it, and they were sort of like, oh, you remember the last time we showed this? <laughs> so. Yeah, but I think there, there's been enough interest in it and people that remember it from when they saw it that you know, now, and, and it's, you know, there's a lot of distance, so it's not like anybody's still angry, probably. You know, yeah. Maybe a few people are. Well, and the world's changed a lot in the last 25 well, years. I, I, yeah. I guess the, the, you know, as part of the controversy, the, the, the guy that killed himself because mm-hmm. he was so right. uh, traumatized by it. I guess he was, he was 18, but he was mentally ch- he had the mental right. well, he was on. also yeah. already suicidal and yeah things, i think is what i, I read. Well, mm-hmm. so I, I guess his parents to this day then never watch anything with michael parkinson in it or on the like, bbc the, they or, said they, they don't watch the bbc at all uh, yeah huh which i wouldn't but you know <laughs> sure hmm it still has some impact, but I think yeah. yes, it, there's been some distance from it that people can say, you know, oh, well, I definitely think. Oh, I think you mind just. I think that um, as far as watching it, that you should definitely watch it. Though anybody that's listening to this, Absolutely. it's worth the five bucks for one month of Shutter to to watch this movie. And boy, if you like horror, like I. You know, especially if you're just used to Netflix and that kind of stuff. And, you know, because I've found that Netflix's horror selection tends to be mostly just stuff made in the last two years that's all... Goes up and down, you know. Or they're all the same movie. Right. Somebody moves into a house with their young son. Their young son is possessed by the devil. (laughs) And definitely if you're into found footage, I mean, I know it's not really necessarily strictly a found footage film, but it's in that sort of vein like this is this is the type this is it done well yeah well, and, is... it, and it feels like a prototype too because right. like we were saying you know this this came out before everything else right. followed it so it's kind of a blueprint for the next 20 years of horror films well i mean when did it was after like chainsaw massacre and chainsaw massacre kind of and played it off as 
this is a real event that That's happened. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And like, um, you know, Cannibal Holocaust and all those other ones too. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely up there with the proto found footage, the proto. Yeah, and, and for reference, I looked up a couple of the other horror movies that came out in 1992. Oh. Um, right. And this was the year that Candyman came out. Hellraiser 3 came out this year. Hellraiser 3. Hellraiser 3, when they started being not as good. <laughs> um, I, in fact, there's, a, there's an FAQ I, felt, I saw somewhere, and where did that go? Was, oh, are there any other films like Ghost Watch that I might enjoy? And, Badger uh, Watch. <laughs> Badger Watch, yes. Uh, and, and so the, and, Somebody please send us a copy of Badger Watch. We <laughs> need to, to see it. Hours. We just want to watch Badgers. Uh, I guess, apparently, uh, alternative... Three is a similar British creation that was made some years before Ghost Watch. Huh. Then there's the wonderfully spooky The Blair Witch Project. There's a movie called uh, Wreck, I guess, oh. stylized as like record. Oh, like, uh-huh. oh no, I've it. seen Wreck. I've seen the it's, box cover for it. I I, I feel or like the digital equivalent. Wreck of is one of. <coughs> excuse me. Wreck is one of those movies I feel like I've seen three different versions of, and I can never remember which one is actually Wreck and which one's the other ones. Oh, because they made Quarantine, which was the Yeah, which they made Quarantine, and then it. there was, like, a, an Asian movie that was, like, the same movie, but a little different, and I can't remember. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this, but this is definitely an interesting thing to look at because it's also, it's it was a television program. It wasn't meant to be a big blockbuster yeah. movie. It didn't get a theatrical release, and it's it's really, I think it's really effective. At least the first time I watched it, which was just, gosh, that was like three years ago, I think. That the first time I watched ago. it, three or four well, years it's ago. Intended for a one and done. Yeah, kind of thing, yeah. You know? yeah, but it's it's very quality. They put a lot of work into it. I know. Um, I mean, I don't know how television programs in the UK are generally held as far as quality and reputation, but you know, in the US you get a lot of, oh, it's a TV movie or made for TV. How yeah. good can it be? Which is sometimes really unfair. But um, but for this, it's, you know, this is a, a really quality program. I think it still holds up. Um, it's interesting. It's subtle for the most, you know, it's a slow burn. So it's subtle for mm-hmm. for the first three quarters of the, of the program and then really ramps up. But, you know, hopefully if you're listening to this, you've already watched it. So Yeah. And uh, and be prepared to be spooked subtly because this is the first time I saw it tonight. I'm and I'm am still a little unnerved by it. <laughs> I, I I haven't been for a while. Well, so. and we told Luckily you it was coming. Too. Our, yeah, no, and I know it was coming. Does not knock and ping, so you should be okay. No, so sometimes I get uh, I get a little jumpy when the furnace kicks in. Though. It does it does like to rumble a bit. It's just doing its job. It's my furnace, my furnace does that. So yeah. I'm sure probably t- tonight, in the middle of yeah. the night, well, and you know, there'll be I, a bang or a clang. The, the first time I watched Stranger Things, I was afraid to turn the lights on for a few weeks. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and here you are sitting next to a strand of Christmas lights. And here I am. So did we want to mention the W... Um, what's the... The Halloween special. Oh yeah, uh, so if you really in, liked this, in the vein, this it is uh, not. It's it's similar but different. Um, the the movie, the WNUF Halloween special, it came out. I want to say. <laughs> 2014, 2015, I... also on Shudder. Don't have that information in front of me right now. But if you enjoyed Ghostwatch, um, I think uh, the WNUF Halloween special could be a really good companion piece to this. It's basically 
a fake news uh, investigation, a special program like Ghostwatch, where they go to a haunted house and they take a couple psychic mediums. And uh, instead of having a call-in show with talk show hosts, it's done more like a local news broadcast. So it's uh, represented as being a smaller budget program, like a very local station um, you know, thing done for the community. And then they interject commercials into the program just like you would have if you were watching it live and so it's, it's it's sort of set up like found footage it is yeah it is set up like found footage there there's some some issues with it but uh stylistically it's pretty neat because it's set in the late 80s i think it's supposed to be like 1987 and the look of the the news program sorry and the look of she rude <laughs> I know, I feel like... Watching I... a trailer in the middle no, of the... No, I was trying to find this clip, so go, go ahead. If I was a professor in a lecture hall, I'd be walking over to your seat yeah. taking your phone away. Yeah. But anyway, so um, it's it's got it's got a similar feel um, in it's just steeped in 80s nostalgia. The and commercials are amazing. The commercials really... If you were a kid in the 80s, or even just early 90s, like and you watched any local broadcasting and you saw a low-budget local... You know, furniture commercials for for you know nearby shops or sporting goods or you know whatever that was going on in your community, whatever low budget commercials people would have. We had Mr. Appliance wow. in our area. The Mr. Appliance commercials were always great. Well, Mr. Um, Appliance was on um, a Taco Bell national. Commercial yeah, he made for a while. he made it big. He made he it made, big. He made it to the big screen. But anyway, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Those old throwback commercials where it's on a shoestring budget and they're kind of endearing. They, it's littered with those. Almost a little too much. It's a little bit of a disservice to the story, but I highly recommend checking it out if you liked this. I think uh, the WNUF Halloween special would be a good follow-up. There's also, so I just found, because I thought of it earlier, uh, in a similar vein, if you look on YouTube, there's a video called Independence Day Movie Special, and it was, and I remember this airing in 96 when the first Independence movie, Independence Day movie came out. They did a similar kind of a... Like viral like, marketing? Viral marketing, like, like um, on TV. Oh, I remember like how they did this special for Blair Witch on the Sci-Fi Channel. Exactly, like, yeah. like, about the missing kids. I, it, it, it's so, it's so girlfriend's dad would not listen to me when I was telling him that the Blair Witch wasn't a real thing. Oh, there were quite a few people. the Sci-Fi yeah. Channel thing on oh, the Blair he, Witch. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's like, no, there's really these kids. They got lost They're in the They're really woods. missing. And I'm like, wait, it's a movie coming out, though, right? He's like, yeah, they... they they're releasing like it in a movie and I was like but that's fake he's like well that might be fake but it really did happen <laughs> I was like wait nope. what no right because you, you can no trust a place. documentary you saw How on sci-fi yeah. yeah that's but, often but a question that, that should be asked <laughs> that Independence Day special is in a similar vein where it's sort of like oh wait we've got footage of these aliens coming to Earth, you know, and so they, it's like a half an hour show where they're t talking Where did they broadcast and, it initially? Um, I think on like, you know, Fox or... Okay. Something like yeah, that. Same, the Alien Fox. Autopsy Channel. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Fox had the like Alien a, Autopsy Channel. Exactly, yeah. They, they do that whole spoof on, on it, um, on the X-Files. There's an episode where they totally make fun of it, and it's pretty funny. <laughs> 
Um, and because it came out, the episode of the X Files came out right after, which we'll we'll oh, talk yeah. about some X Files. Well, down we the should road, talk so about like, Alien Autopsy sometime too. Oh wait, yeah, I mean, it's kind of we could do that and then do the X Files episode with it. Oh totally, yeah, sure. All right. Because it's got its own entertaining story. So look it. forward to that in the future. <laughs> Alien Autopsy. Oh, yeah. Yep. A lot of discussion about a rubber suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good follow-up to the glory hole discussion. Yeah. Then <laughs> okay, yeah, pair that with, uh, with Jose Chung's from Outer Space. Oh, that episode is so funny. <laughs> Now, now I really won't sleep tonight. This, uh, this episode of Haunted Davenport brought to you by the Glory Hole <laughs> and Google. Yeah, you know, and Google. It's a nightclub. It's like the Snake Hole Lounge. Yeah, uh, creepier. Janet Glory Hole. The more likely to get <laughs> shut out. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza, if you're listening. Uh, right. <laughs> oh, beautiful. So let's let's wrap this up, and then I had a couple little things to add. Not related to what we're covering right now. Announcements. If anyone is still with us. <laughs> if you haven't um, given up on us. It's been quite a journey. Are we, are, we ready, are we ready to close the circle of the seance? Yes. The <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. So, uh, new news as far as the podcast is related. We now have an email for our podcast. If you ever want it, we do. Wow. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Stop Dagger. interrupting. Um. If you want to contact us and uh, make suggestions or just say hello, um, if there's something you'd really like to uh, hear covered, do you have a favorite sci-fi or horror show that's at least 20 years old that you'd love to hear us discuss, um, or a theme idea that you think would be excellent, we'd love to hear it, or just, you know, really any kind of feedback, you can contact us at hauntedDavenport at gmail.com. And then we also have a Twitter account now. So if you're involved in tweeting and the Twitter world, all the other birds, you can find us <laughs> at you can find us on Twitter at Haunted Davenport with one D. For the email, it's two D's, regular spelling. But on Twitter, they've got that letter limit, which if you're a Twitter user, you know. And I couldn't bear to have our podcast handle be called haunted davenport so <laughs> we have one d for twitter if you're trying to find us it's at haunted davenport with one d anyway um i also wanted to mention that i was uh recently uh a guest on the retro movie geek podcast um the lovely guys over at that podcast joel daryl and peter uh, let me come on as a guest and they let me pick a movie yeah. <laughs> from 1979 because it's you know it's retro and uh, we'll see if they ever invite me back again but we recorded last weekend it was a great time lots of laughing and a lot of wondering what the hell we just watched but uh, The Visitor's a, a favorite of mine it's been a favorite for the last several years and if you like really bizarre sci-fi horror uh, Italian movies it was shot in the US but music which is, yeah, anyway. And yeah, the music plays heavily in that. But anyway, if, if you are interested in that or you've seen The Visitor and you want to hear us discuss that, or if you just really enjoy uh, retro movie discussion, I highly recommend that you check out the Retro Movie Geek podcast. Those guys are really entertaining and they pick a lot of fun movies. I think 
They're also this month going to be covering Heather's. Um, so Ooh. I'm really looking forward to that because that's one of my favorites. It's a great movie. So yeah, I think I think um, as of I think that episode's supposed to come out January 24th. So by the time this episode releases, it should be available. Um, and let me see. I think I think that's about it as far as notes. Just where you can contact us and. Uh, you can, if, if you're not tired of my voice, you can hear me on the Retro Movie Geek podcast for an episode. And if somehow you found out about Retro Movie Geek through us and you're going to go listen to that episode, do yourself a favor, watch The Visitor first. It's, it's bizarre and amazing. I highly recommend it. And yeah, it's great. Well, and they, they typically go into full spoilers on movies, so just, you know, fair warning. And The Visitor is uh, available currently on Shudder as well, and I swear we're not being sponsored by them. <laughs> so, but you can find it there. Um, it was on Netflix for a while, too, but I don't think it is any longer. Or you can find it on DVD or Blu-ray Blu fairly easily because it got a re-release in, in uh, 2013. Nice. Um, if you, yeah, if you like bizarre, surreal, horror, sci-fi mashups, it's kind of a kitchen sink movie, and it's one that we really love around our house. Um, so maybe that's an avoid, but, but there it is. So anyway, thank you for joining us. Um, please join us again in February. We have not yet decided on what our episode will be. I'm thinking it's going to be a theme, but I will, uh, be posting. Well, once, once we decide on something, I'll probably post a little teaser on Twitter if you're into that. Um, but we'll definitely have a new episode released sometime in mid-February. And thanks for joining us. And we'll see you then. See you. Bye-bye. just to scare the ghosts away? I know there's something following me that I can't see. Someone sure laid an awful hex on me. A hex? Ah, oh, Tex, that's pretty far-fetched. Man, I think you're just a little bit tetched. If you'd have got a load of what I saw last night, you'd have passed the Yankee Clipper on his maiden flight. Last night I saw up on the stair a little man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. I wish he'd go away When I came home last night at three The man was waiting there for me But when I looked around the hall I couldn't see him there at all Go away, go away Don't you come back anymore Go away, go away 
please don't slam the door. Last night I saw upon the stair a little man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. Oh, how I wish he'd go away. 